Hello, everybody, and welcome. Today, I have a very special friend, Sipora Wayne, who many of you probably know from her work with parenting experts around the world sharing their wisdom. I have been so lucky to have been featured in Sipora's work, and I'm so grateful that you're here today to share with us. So tell us who you are, where you've been, and what you do. Okay, got it. So let's see. So I have worked with kids most of my life. So that's the benefit for parents because I, I know kids. Granted, I am a big kid myself, just saying so. <laughs> um, but I have a master's degree in school counseling. I knew I wanted to work in schools. I love the community of a school. And I've worked with kids. I've worked with teachers. I've worked with parents. I am a parent. You know, I just, it all flows together. So I was a high school guidance counselor in public school for nine years. And I worked with kids. It was, it was a good, good school. And still, I worked with kids with eating disorders, um, teenage pregnancies, drugs, eating disorders, still. So I've worked with all of that. And I've seen behaviors all over the chart. And I was, used to sit in on IEPs as a guidance counselor. I Then my last year when I was pregnant, I worked at... Um, one of the Jewish schools, you know, in Jacksonville, Florida. I created a new guidance counseling program there and then left to move to Atlanta where we are now. So I've worked with kids most of my life. I love bridging the gap and really seeing the greatness in kids. You know, I strive and I haven't always, <laughs> you know, because I, mean, I have, but not to the extent of the nurtured heart approach and seeing greatness. So I, I feel uniquely qualified to work with parents based on my experience and uh, based on what I've seen in kids. And I've worked preschool, middle school a little bit, but high school a lot, lots of preschool and um, in younger kids. So it's my passion. I love to bring out the best in people, including myself. And uh, that's, that's my jive. And I, my commitment is to helping parents to connect, uh, to deepen connection and joy with their kids. So I'm blessed to have been given the inspiration and the insight to do what I call the Raising a Mensch Masterclass Series, where it must see you were invited more than once to shine your light. Um, and I really, I, I was so honored to be able to interview people, as you mentioned, as from all over the world, including Charlie Harari, including Rebetzin Slovi, Young Rice Wolf. And um, and Dr. David Lieberman, and including your son. And bottom line is, how do we raise a mensch? We have to be a mensch. What is a mensch? Someone with solid morals and values who acts upright. If I want to raise my child to be a mensch, to be an upstanding citizen in the world with solid values, how do we best do that? by modeling for them how to do that. Instead of, you know, do as I say, not as I do. No, do as I say, not as I do. Does it work? <laughs> so the beauty of the nurtured heart approach is it's such a personal growth. It's a, I, that's what I tell parents all the time, that it's the best personal growth development that one can go through, the framework which happens to match Judaism beautifully 
this is who I, what I want to do and who I want to be. This is who I don't want to be. And here's the boundary that helps me enable where I'm at. I'm far from perfect at it. (laughs) Far from perfect. You know, constantly resetting myself. Constantly. I grew up with what I grew up with. And I have my own triggers that I'm constantly delving into and assessing and looking at. However, I strive. I was blessed with one daughter and she's the light of my life. She inspires me and she compels me. Her being in my life compels me to be the best that I can be. And when I'm not, Nurtured Heart Approach reminds me, and Judaism does as well, that this moment doesn't define who I am. We're so hard on ourselves as parents because we have such high expectations for ourselves and for our kids. We come from a good place. We have to remember we're human too. The negativity bias of seeing like what's wrong. Like we're wired for survival to see what's wrong in ourselves, in others, in our kids. The fear of parenting, you know, of like, how am I messing up my kid? You know, oh, that's the moment that put them in therapy. (laughs) How many of us have like thought to ourselves, I'll raise my hand, you know, of like, oh, that's, that's the situation that's going to put her in therapy. (laughs) You know, and I, 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 I often think about, you know, I, I give it to God, let go, let go, let God, you know, I can only surrender and do the best that I can. It's all I can do. You know, I didn't want to react like that. That really, for some unusual reason, really, you know, tipped me off. I don't know why, <laughs> you know, in that moment, you know, perhaps I was, you know, more tired than I thought, or I didn't get enough sleep the night before because I, you know, when the kids go to sleep, right, we, we tend to stay up too late. That's me. I'm the night owl. You know, I, I, I bring the nurtured heart approach into my everyday at school. And I absolutely see, absolutely see how it impacts. You know, and in my coaching, what I, what I do with parents, I'm called my happy heart coach by many, meaning seeing the good in others and bringing the, the beauty in our hearts to our relationships. Because in the moment when the problem's happening, it feels so like all encompassing and that's real. And just be like, I really see how much you care. You know, that alone comes through in your parenting. That alone comes through in your parenting or grandparenting. And I think we often just see the worst in ourselves and how we're messing up our kids or how, oh, you know, blaming ourselves or something wrong with me. I don't know what to do. Or there's something wrong with them. Or there's something wrong with this situation. And um, that doesn't help us to pull forward if we're just focused on what's wrong. Yeah. I actually love something that just kind of happened naturally in your whole sharing, where you were sharing about the Being a Mensch program and how it comes through most powerfully is that raising a mensch is being a mensch. Like we role model that. And that's ultimately what raises the mensch that we teach by being. Um, And then you went on to talk about how uh, you were referring to the three stands without saying them, the three stands of nurtured heart, but this is what I want to be. This is what I don't want to be. And here's how, and yeah, I'm not there all the time, but I have this clarity around 
my focus and my intention and where I'm going. And that, and then you said, and the moment doesn't define me. So where I am right now isn't, or where I have been in all the past moments to up to this moment is far less important than where I want to go right now. And it's all about getting back on track. And it's all about, okay, I know who I want to be. I know where I want to go. Okay. So let me get back there. There's this constant open, um, welcoming permission to an ability to, to come back, to own my higher self, my higher purpose, to, to, um, there's this, um, we talk about like saving face, like not, not putting kids in a position where there's no space for them to, to save face and come back. Like just, you're always welcome back. And I think that what I heard, when I heard you say that, that makes sense to me then in your coaching and your teaching, because you have that grace with yourself that those moments don't define you and that you have this clarity of this is who I want to be. This is who I don't want to be. This is the boundaries of how to do that. And, and it's a work in progress and I'm not going to hold myself down for any missteps along the way because that's not what it's about. It's about remembering that this is who I want to be. This is who I don't want to be. Oops, I wasn't. Okay. So let's be like, let's keep going. Right. Mm -hmm. And that your permit, your forgiveness and acceptance of yourself is that role modeling piece where you can actually look at parents and actually look at children and actually see their greatness and actually see where they're getting it right and actually not be bogged down or alarmed by all that's wrong that they're coming with and just see their care. And 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 I'm curious, Sephora, if you um, could share with us, I mean, were you always that way to be able to forgive yourself and and allow, you know, the moment not to define you that that kind of epiphany you shared in the three stands of like, yes, I have the clarity of where I want to be. And it's all about just getting back on track. And it's not about being myself up. And it's not about where I've been. What? What has that look? What has that? Has that been a journey? And what has that journey looked like for you? Oh, you are, it's, are so insightful. Thank you for bringing that up. Because I'm more than happy to share the answer is no, I have not always been like, no, I in the past have been very hard on myself, very hard on myself. Um, not just in parenting. I, I'm in, I got married older. I'm an older, older mom. So I no, I've definitely been very hard on myself and making myself wrong or what am I doing wrong? Blaming, you know, myself for things that happened. However, when Nurtured Heart uh, crossed my path in 2020 during COVID, by the way, so when I became exposed to it, I was like, oh my goodness, I have to get trained in this. It was very clear to me immediately. I wanted to go to the CTI. Um, but no, it was, I'm, I'm so thankful that this came along at just just the right time, just the right time. Like if we just have faith in the process of life, again, surrendering to what life is and what comes across. I believe life, you know, that God gives us messages in our lives. Now are we open to hearing them. We may or may not be open to hearing them. In the, and that's part of the process too. And I believe we make the same mistakes over and over again until we see the window that's cracked open a little bit over there. Like, oh, there's a little light shining out over there. What's that about? You know, so I, no, I definitely was very hard on myself. I'm blaming myself or beating myself up. You know, I tend to second guess myself sometimes, but that's a little different. 
than really being hard on myself. So the nurtured heart approach has really given me, and it really, again, it illuminates um, Judaism and Jewish thought, you know, of also what we're not supposed to be, speak negatively also about ourselves. So we're supposed, we're intended to see the goodness where we're created in, in the image of God. There's a spark of God in each and every human being. If we're here on this earth, we're here for a purpose. And I've always, I've long thought, Lucy, I've long thought, imagine a world where everyone's contributing their strengths in the world. You know, people that are hacking compute, you know, into computers. That takes some brilliance there. Imagine if they were using that incredible strength and skill and time and effort and energy for goodness in the world. And if we all were doing that, right? If we all could, uh, you know, we all make the same mistakes. This is just, I believe, how it goes over and over again until we see another path. And we're intended to see the goodness in ourselves. If we make a mistake, I, when I was dating, by the way, when I was single and dating, a woman here in Atlanta, who if something didn't work out, she'd go, next. Hmm. <laughs> next. I mean, I love that, number one, that lightness and that sense of humor. And I, I do strive to bring it into my parenting and into my teaching, you know, being with kids. Because, hello, we're all big kids, but we're all supposed to be adult-like. You know, so I'm super silly, you know, and I also have this like deep, intense side to me. So, you know, this is who I am. You know, it's, it's, that's what makes us unique, right? Um, <clears throat> but yes, I'm thankful that both Jewish thought and the Nurture Heart approach, you know, in their beautifully different ways, you know, together have really strengthened in me seeing the good in myself, not harping on it. You know, and sometimes I feel guilty and I try to shift that guilt into uh, st staying away from shame because shame can just, you know, downward spiral, you know, into despair. Can and you walk me through that practically? Like, what does that look like or what has that looked like for you to be able to um, be human and have moments and then to to change a, a pattern and a way of being because you did say that you were hard on yourself in the past so changing those patterns i know from my own experience is really hard um and doesn't you know it's not an overnight process and takes really hard work so what did that look like for you thank you or what does that look like for you yeah so no it, it used to be as i mentioned just you know just really negative thought process you know, which could easily lead to, you know, sadness, you know, a lot of sadness and pain and frustration, which doesn't actually, and these are valid feelings. These are all, you know, understandable feelings. However, they weren't motivating me to, you could say, stay stuck in the muck, right? You know, when you go there. And I think acknowledging and feeling the feelings is real. You know, wow, I have like, I feel really strongly about this. Well, I must, and it's funny if we flip it, which I often talk about with parents, if we flip it, it's like, wow, I care so much about this. 
That's how passionate I am about this and how much I want it to be good. Right? So, but, so the process, I, I often see things, Rabbi David Aaron often talked about, like, in, you know, a spiral, like life and time are a spiral. And I, that's kind of how I see the process of like, do I choose? What's, what do I choose after I'm really feeling, after I feel my feelings, like, okay. And I acknowledge like, oh, even today now, when something happens, like, oh man, that is not how I wanted to respond in that moment. <laughs> oh, you know, ouch, <laughs> ouch. <clears throat> but then I can go to, okay, I don't want to live here. I don't want to live here. It's not good for me. It's not good for my family. And sometimes it takes time for it to, to move through my body and to move out of my body. I tend to feel things, you know, intensely and, and passionately and deeply. But I don't want to live there. I want to acknowledge the feeling and I want to move through. I want to, like, the dialectical behavioral therapy, DBT, talks about, you know, moving through. You know, the only way, you know, we can't, <laughs> the song can't go over it, can't go under it, can't, can't you know, can't go around it. Got to go through it, right? And there's nothing wrong with the feelings. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just a matter of like, okay, this is what that feels like. You know, guilt, you know, oh, this is not who I want to be. This is not Okay. And then I can take a moment to restore, if I need to restore and say, I'm sorry. That is not who or how I want it to be. That must have really been painful for you. I didn't learn about apologies growing up so much. I just didn't. It wasn't taught. It wasn't, right? So the beauty of an apology, the beauty of like, I'm so sorry that hurt you. That's not my intention. No, I love you dearly. I made up a song, by the way. I'm not going to sing it. But it goes, when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're silly, when you're mad, I love you. Mm-hmm. And and I also switch it to me when I'm happy, when I'm mad, when I'm silly, when I'm sad, I love you. And I say always and forever. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I do my best always to have that be a theme. And I often say, do you know that no matter what you do ever, I will always love you, love you and be there for you. And by the way, it's talking to my own inner child too. And you brought it back to that idea that it's you loving yourself when you're happy, when you're mad, when you're silly, when you're glad. I don't know if I got that right, but (laughs) always and forever is a prerequisite or goes hand in hand with being able to love you, the the other person, when they're happy, when they're mad, when they're silly, when they're glad. Um, That 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 back and forth that modeling that inner work that then enables us to really authentically do that for the other um and it sounds like the main thing that i hear in your answer is this idea of kind of that stand one the absolutely no not allowing things not not seeing things in a negative way not making things into problems but just kind of accepting them as the reality and allowing ourselves to go through them without that negative charge. That's what I hear you saying about whatever comes up in you in response to whatever the behavior was in you or someone else, you allow it to just be. You don't give it that negative charge, that negative description, that negative definition. You don't give yourself that negative definition. You allow yourself to like narrate 
see it, feel it, be with it, and not make it into something that, like, not give it extra energy or, or, um, that, like, validation of like, not, not giving it validation, but not making it more valid, like making it more valid than it is making it into something bigger. You just let it be and you go through it. And I think that that's the, where stand one leads to stand two, because if I don't have get stuck in the muck, like you said earlier, of beating myself up for beating myself up for beating myself up for beating myself up. But I'm just like, wow, this is what's going on now. And this, this is how it feels. You know, I'm beating myself up. This feels yucky. Ooh, I'm sorry, inner child. This feels yucky. And then um, let me let me hug myself. That opens the door to stand two of, you know, wow, I'm so glad I'm noticing and I'm being so um, transparent that I'm asking my kid for time or that I'm apologizing and owning my part or, you know, whatever, because I'm not marrying myself to the negativity of, of what's coming up. I'm just letting it be what it is that like literally walks me into a stand two. Um, to be able to find the light and the goodness. I strive for that. It's not, it's, it's not, I still don't like fall into the, you know, I don't go into despair, right? Into that downward spiral. But you know, it's, it's still like, oof, that ouch is like, oh my goodness, right? And I, I'm striving to, I'm constantly striving to not energize those thoughts or the situation, although sometimes I know, you know, because it's like in allowing myself to be human in that. That's my constant, you know, um, work in progress, as you're saying. And also taking that spiral up, you know, to really seeing greatness. I've never really actually articulated it that way. You know, at the time, and I, I, it pulls me forward, which is what I love. Like, who, again, who am I? Re- I ask parents this all the time. Like, who are you really? Who's your child really? Because often what, often when parents come in, what we see is the problem. Understandably, we all need, we all, including myself, need support from each other. Like we're not alone. That's the beauty of this. So my happy heart method, and um, I was given this in five minutes. It like, it, it, God downloaded it to my brain. I'm telling you in a matter of five minutes, it was kind of a fascinating experience that when we're meant to, you know, have an insight, it comes. You know, we went to turn the corner on something. It comes. So H is for hope. Because if we start with hope instead of despair, instead of angst, if we tap into hope and we hold on to hope, life can shift. A is for awareness, is increasing our own awareness. Because without awareness, you know, where do we move? Where do we shift to, right? And then the first P is powerfully positive, which is the nurtured heart. It, it, you know, very much incorporates nurtured heart approach and seeing the greatness in ourselves and in others. The second P is practice, practice, practice. You know, we, we so want, we want something so badly, we expect it to come overnight, which, as you know, it doesn't, it just doesn't. And then the why is yes to success. We have to see our wins and our successes. Because otherwise, all we're going to see are the failures, the, 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 fa- the failures, right? Oh, I failed. Oh, I failed again. Yes, it's part of learning, right? <laughs> the mistakes that we make, you know, the challenges that we encounter along the way. So that's my happy heart, you know, method. And that is also what I work, you know, I walk parents through. And it's a constant, much like the nurtured heart approach, 
you know, it's just, it, it helps me to over, that's part of my process, just to hook back into, to hope, into what awareness can I gain? How can I shift into positivity, stand to? You know, that's and, powerful. Wow. And I love that you have this like um, direction and purpose with your clients that you're walking through a set strategy for them or method for them to own their families and their parenting and their futures. Like it's so empowering. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so Tapora, if people would like to reach out to you and find out more about your services, what can they do? Where can they look and what can they expect? Wonderful. So the easiest way is to shoot me a message if you want one-to-one -one coaching. So my email is myhappyheartcoach at gmail.com. And if you want to learn more about the Raising a Match Masterclass series, which um, I've done three to date, and you go to www.raisingamensch.com. You can get access to the recordings. And, um, <clears throat> They're, they're just great. And I've over like 3,000 people, thank God, have joined. And it's, it's um, in, no matter who you listen to, you'll gain a nugget of inspiration and practical parenting tips, including from Lissy. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. An amazing resource. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being here, Tipora, and gracing us with your grace and your sweetness and your love and your joy. And um, see you next time. Thank you, Missy. Thank you.